What's going on, everybody? This is the Sheepy Sheared Podcast on the road. I'm visiting family for the next couple of days. That's why I, I've been busy and didn't post earlier yesterday. I don't. I'm on the road, so I only got my voice, my camera. I do not. Ha- I don't have my fancy equipment that I normally have. So, but that's not gonna stop me. It's because I almost let it discourage me. I'm sitting in my car right now. I'm sitting outside my uncle's house recording this because, you know, I, I, without this show, I would probably lose my mind, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you're anything like me, but you, I need to vent what's going on in the world because it's, it's enough to make you puke. What I see going on in the world. And if you don't. If you're not nauseous. If you're not disturbed. Disgusted. By what what's going on in the world right now. Then you're really brain dead. I see what they're doing to Trump. I see how everything. Seems to be falling into place. The pride month is going crazy. You got Joe Biden being. The. The friendly grandfather that America didn't need. You've got the church falling apart, which is what we're talking about today. I'm sitting in my car. Earlier today, I went to church. Not the church I normally go to. And I couldn't help but notice that a topic of discussion that came up during the sermon was how the church has flaws. And I mean, of course, (laughs) you have to be blind to not see that the church has flaws. But, you know, as I was sitting, listening in the pews on this last Sunday, last yesterday, I just could not, my brain wouldn't stop. I was just thinking about what are the flaws with the church that if I had the power, I would change right now. Well, I came up with five things, which is why we're titling the show today, Five Flaws of the Modern Church, and number five will surprise you, and it will. You will be shocked by what you're going to hear. Some of it you'll probably have heard before, and some of it, quite frankly, might offend you. But you know what? That's too That's too bad. Because guess what? I'm not in the business of making people feel good. I am in the business of facts. And I'm in the business of telling the truth. Or at least how I see it. I can always speak for me. For those of you who don't know what you're listening to. You're listening to Austin Creed. The Sheep Kiss Sheared Podcast. We normally, we talk about people, politics, and popular culture today. But I'm on the road. All I got is a... All I got is my phone, so I decided to record because it's in the middle of the night. I couldn't sleep. I'm up. I had to get away. I went. I'm. I'm. I'm I literally walked out to my car. It's dark outside. Neighbors' lights are going. It's. I got old In and Out Burger in the in the in the passenger seat next to me. You're you're getting a real insight into my life right now. I'm not, I I don't normally have, I normally have a camera. I don't normally just talk like this anymore. I did in the first couple episodes of my show, but 
I don't usually do this anymore because usually I have my camera, I have my microphone, I, I got this, I got more of an inner dynamic show. But today, all you got is the sound of my voice, and you got just raw reality. That's, that's all I that's how I could put it. But I want to give you my list because I came up with a list of five things, the five flaws of the modern church that if I had the power to change, I'd change right now. I also was reading the Bible today and I came up I came across some very powerful verses that maybe people have forgotten because apparently it's happening everywhere in the church because the church is tearing itself apart. Make no mistake about it. It's not the Muslims, it's not anybody else, it's not the Jews, it's not it's not anybody else. The church is tearing itself apart. Christians are tearing each other apart. Even the in Judaism, the Jews are get at each other's throats. It's disgusting. The enemy within has never been closer to achieving victory. So here's my list of five things that I would change in the modern church and the five flaws that I see. Number one, you ready for this? You ready? I know you're thirsting for it. Number one, modesty. Yes, you heard me right. For those of you who probably didn't don't remember, Matthew West, the singer, the Christian singer, did a little, he did like a little satire skit about he, a song he coined saying that modest was hottest. And the churches had the nerve two days after he posted this to give him backlash because he was, quote, slut shaming. Well, guess what? If you're a slut and you feel ashamed, that's not my problem. If you don't like to wear modest clothing and you want to wear and dress like a common whore, guess what? That's on you. Because I know what the Bible says, but obviously you ain't been reading it. You've been reading up what, what Kim's, Kim Kardashian is doing. Not about what God wants you to do. So if you feel convicted, well, that's too bad. Go write the FCC. See if I care. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go find your pastor. Go find... Go find your, your fake man who's nothing but a pocketbook with short hair and have him report me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Make my day. Because you know I'm right. And that's why you're mad. You know that I'm right. And that's why you're getting mad. Now, gentlemen, don't think that you off the hook. But this is mainly related to women. Because women know what power they have over men. They're not stupid. Y'all ain't dumb. Don't try to play dumb with me. And then you want to sit here and tell me, well, Austin, just don't look. <laughs> Yuck. Wow, what a genius idea that is. That's along the lines of, oh, hey, guess what? Someone's doing something bad. Oh, but don't look, though. Don't, don't do anything. Because then you might also be in the wrong. Get, get, that, get that out of here with that garbage. Number two is a lack of leadership. Do you have any idea how many pastors I have encountered where they couldn't run a hot dog stand in Manhattan 
and they're out here trying to run a church and trying to raise people up in the name of God when they can barely raise up their own name. They can't even do something for themselves. And yet here they are trying to teach young men, young women, and even older people about God and how to walk in their faith when they can barely walk in their own faith, those bums. It's sickening. It's one thing to always be wanting to improve. It's another thing to be some, pretend to be something you're not, all the while raking in the money, pretending like it's not happening. But it's all about the Benjamins. You liar, you. Or, or you're schnooping the, the secretary. Or you're, whatever. I'm sick of Or you're dancing around the rainbow community because you want to be, I'm down with the people, man. I don't want to show the love of God. no comment because you're stupid and speaking of the rainbow riding the rainbow rider community they're number three what is it with the overemphasis of love to the point where i can't distinguish you from somebody at a at the local pride parade and somebody at the local congregation what is that why do we let people get away with this garbage I'm not saying hate them. I'm not saying what it, I'm not saying that you should you should stone people like they did like back in the old days thousands of years ago. That's not what I'm saying. But that doesn't mean I have to support it. That doesn't mean I have to enable it. That doesn't mean I have to say, "Oh, you know what? It totally goes against everything I believe, but that's okay cuz I'm going to sit here and I'm going to support you." No, I'm going to sit here and tell you that I think you're sick. And it's one thing to be gay, and it's another thing to be transgender. Being gay, in my opinion, is much more natural than basically telling God he can F off, and you can just play God and and change everything about yourself that God gave you, as far as I'm concerned. Now, my friends, God doesn't make a mistake. So, the whole transgender thing is just hubris on steroids. And falling for the big lie of playing God that Adam and Eve fell for. Number four, ladies, I'm sorry. Again, I gotta gotta single y'all out. This feminism culture. Look, feminism has done a lot of wonderful things, actually. And for you men, it's done a lot of good for you, too. You just don't see it. I'll spell it out for you probably tomorrow. I'll do a show probably tomorrow about the five things that feminism has done for men. But when it comes to the church, Paul is very, very precise on what is required. In fact, you know what? Let's go to Isaiah chapter 3, verses 4. And I know you're thinking, oh no, he's actually breaking out scripture. Yes, yes I am. Isaiah 3 verse 4. Quote, I will give children to be their princes and babes shall rule over them. The people will be oppressed, everyone by another and everyone by his neighbor. The child will be ice, will be insolent towards the elder ring a bell, and the base toward the honorable. 
When a man takes hold of his brother in the house of his father, saying, you have clothing, you be, you be our ruler, and let these ruins be under your power. In that day, he will protest, saying, I cannot, I cannot cure your ills, for in my house is neither food nor clothing. Do not make me ruler of the people. Now you're probably saying, what, what is he talking about? What is this? Oh, trust me, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. It's all talking about leadership. Nobody wants to lead. That is what he's saying. Nobody wants to lead. Number, number chapter three, verse eight. For Jerusalem stumbled and Judah is fallen because their tongues and their doings are against the Lord to provoke the eyes of his glory. The look on their conscience, on their, yeah, on their countess, on their countess witnesses against them. And they declare their sins as Sodom. They do not hide it. Woe to their soul. For they have brought evil upon themselves. Say to the righteous that it shall be well with them, for they shall eat the fruits of your doings. Woe to the wicked, it shall be ill for him, for the reward of his hands shall be given him. My friends, I'm not done. You probably don't even know what you're listening to. You probably turned the show off already and you're probably tired and you probably fell asleep. If you did, you're brain dead and you can't get through a sermon and you're, and you're a complete sheep and not a good one. That's why I named the show the way I did. You don't know who you're talking to here. Here we go. Verse 12, my favorite of this chapter. I'm going to read this. This is Isaiah 3, verse 12. Now, stop me if you can see the parallel in today's society. As for my people, remember, this is Isaiah talking. As for my people, children are their oppressors and women rule over them. Oh, my people. Those who lead you cause you to err and destroy the way of your paths. Chilling, isn't it? Again, children are your oppressors and women rule over them. Um, hello? What do you want to say about that? I know what I want to say. Look at this Pride Month garbage. And guess what? It's right there. Who's marching for this? People my age, early 20s, ignorant teenagers, the children. They are the oppressors. They are the red guards that Mao Zedong used. And women rule over them. Uh, hello? Hello? Anyone else see a parallel there? I do. Now, for those of you in the audience who are like, eh, well, women really don't have power. <laughs> we haven't even had a woman president. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. I know you don't believe that. That's number one. Number two, do you honestly think I'm not stupid? Women will always have power for one reason 
that is indisputable. And it happens to line up just around the the, um, hip area right in the middle. If you're a guy, it hangs low. If you're a gal, it doesn't. And men always want women. So guess what? Guess who has power now because of basic supply and demand called economics, but you probably didn't study in college or in high school. When you can answer that question, get back to me and you'll realize how stupid you sound. Another thing that's been going on when it comes to lack of leadership or even feminism But mainly tying into number five, number five on my list is youth. In other words, the young people, my generation, Gen Z, the youth are abandoning their religion of their ancestors. The churches are emptying out in droves. The young people want nothing to do with the church. They think it's a bunch of boulder dash and poppycock. But of course, I know why it's happening. I could tell you why. The reasons I mentioned before. But of course, you wouldn't have guessed that's number five. That the youth, is because the youth are emptying out of the church. They want nothing to do with it. The flaw is that the church cannot appeal to the youth anymore. I'm going to read you Proverbs 14, verse 1. And this is related to the youth point. The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her hands. Now, you may be asking me, Austin, what the hell does that have to do with anything? Well, I'm glad you asked because it has everything and nothing, but mostly everything. It has everything to do with it. Because men are not giving a hoot about the church because the women in the church are not worth marrying anymore. Most of them are old skeezers who have kids or have been ran through and are trying to reinvent themselves. And they're trying to be predatory towards the men who've actually put in hard work and are trying to be men of God. And don't you tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about. You're a liar if you can't accept the reality of it. Don't get mad at me if you can't accept reality. And I don't want to hear your excuses either. I really couldn't care less. Men are emptying out of the church because part of the reason that men even are involved in church is because they want to be godly men. And they want to have families and they want to do what God calls them to do, but they can't find it anywhere. So they say, guess what? I'm not even going to pretend. I'm just going to dip. End of story. If I'm going to be portrayed as a villain, if I'm not going to be able to get what I want here, why in the world am I going to stick around? And honestly, it's hard to argue that. But I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read you something that will probably either a get me banned or b people are gonna lose their minds over this. 
Okay, you ready for this one? I'm in 1 Timothy 2, verse 8. Here we go. Y'all ready for this? I know you're not, but I'm going to read it anyway. I This is Paul, by the way. Paul is writing to Timothy, and this is what he said. I desire, therefore, that the men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. In like manner also, that the women adorn themselves in modest apparel. Hello. What was I just talking about? That the women adorn themselves in modest apparel with with propriety and moderation, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly clothing, but with which is improper for women's professing godliness with good works. Let a woman learn in silence with submission. Oh, I know. All of you just lost your minds. That's okay. I'm not done. And I and here it is. 1 Timothy 2 chapter 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 12. Here it is. And I do not I repeat I do not permit a woman to teach or have authority over a man, but to be silent. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman, being deceived, fell into transgression. Nevertheless, she will be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith, love, and holiness with self-control. Oh, I know. All all the feminists just went wild. A lot of the men just had their skin crawl because they can't believe what they're listening to. Because y'all been so brainwashed into thinking that these things don't exist in the Bible. Well, they do. In both the Old and New Testament, by the way, if you think that the, the Torah or the Talmud is going to save you if you're a feminist, you're wrong. And if you think the Muslims are going to help you, get back to me on that one. But this just goes to highlight the dysfunction in culture. Culture would say that, oh, everybody's completely the same in every way. No, my friends, that's not the truth. And that's another lie that has infiltrated the church and has led to the problems and the flaws that I am pointing out right now at one o'clock in the morning. Because that's how fed up I am with the problems in the world and the dysfunction in the church because I love the church. I'm not doing this because I hate the church. I do it because I love the church. It's literally keeping me up. It's 1 a.m. And I can't sleep because I'm so full. I'm so full of righteous rage. And I want this to be fixed. And I want people to return to the ways from which their forefathers pursued Christianity. How the apostles, and how Jesus established the church to be. And here it is. Every day I see another another garbage pastor or another skeezer from the streets trying to tell me what to, how to be a good Christian man when they don't even know what Christ stood for or they've never read the New Testament. And if you think, if you think that I'm going to sit back and I'm going to watch this unfold and say nothing, well, you got another guest coming because it's not going to happen. Again, I don't do this out of a place of hatred. 
I do this because I care and I want people to see what's going on because people don't talk the way I talk. They're afraid to say these things. They think that people are going to cancel them or they're going to get ostracized or people are going to fire them from their job or they're going to get kicked out of their church or whatever, or be labeled this name or that name or this title or that whatever. I don't care. I'll take the flack. I'll take the blame. Go ahead. Call me whatever you want. But you can't call me wrong unless you could bring up where I'm wrong. Don't hop on here and say, ooh, he uh, he this and he dusty. And he he gross and, and he wrong and he's gross. No, 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 no. Call me whatever you want. But if you're going to sit up here and tell me that, yo, man, that Austin Creed, he wrong. He is so misguided and he is such a bad man and he's... He's wrong. Okay, well, if I'm wrong, please. Uh, I would refer you to uh, 1 Timothy 2, verses 8 through 15. And while you're at it, go and check out Isaiah. Go check out Solomon. And then get back to me. Go ahead. Get back to me. This is not meant to demean anybody. It is meant to show that there are distinctions between roles in society and religion and in everything else in life that is being destroyed. The church is taking the bait and is falling apart from within because of it. That's where I stand on it. And I'm so fed up that that's why I'm talking about it in my car in the middle of the night. While I'm on a family vacation. While I'm visiting relatives, for God's sakes. Because I had the guts to say these things. And I know a lot of people agree with every word that I'm saying today on the show. And if you disagree, that's fine. You're wrong. But you're entitled to be wrong. It's a free country. But if you want to show me where I'm wrong, you're going to have to come with some serious firepower because guess what? I know what I'm talking about. Anyways, my friends, I made my point. I didn't expect to be going for over 20 minutes. I thought I'd be just start talking and share my thoughts. I thought I may, might do five to 10 minutes, but here I am narrowing in on the 30 minute mark already. I just, I can't stand it anymore. And like I said, I don't do this from a place of malice. I do this because I want people to see the real problems in the world. I want them to address them for themselves, for their children, for their parents, for their friends. I want to spark conversation. I want to see that People make their own choices instead of just being sheep and get sheared by the wolves because they don't even know they're looking at the wolves because the wolves aren't baring their teeth. They think they're safe. It couldn't be farther from the truth. Anyways, my friends, I'm going to head inside. It's already past 1 a.m. I'm going to try to sleep. You're going to have to wish me luck. There's no guarantees. For all I know, I'm going to be up all night because... 
the weight, I feel like Atlas with the weight of the world on my shoulders, even though there's really nothing I can do. I'm just a guy with a big mouth and a microphone and research and knowledge and insight. But I'm not, I'm not an Ubermensch. I'm not a Superman. I'm not an apostle. I'm just, I'm just Austin, man. That's all I, I'm just me. But anyways, my friends, if you have any comments, questions, concerns of what you just heard, look me up on Twitter at Austin Creed and ring the bell. If you want, if you want to debate me, ring the bell and step in the ring because I'm more than happy to trade some proverbial blows. Anyways, my friends, you take care of yourselves and you find a way to survive this sick, broken nation we're living in today. But until next time, you hear from me. God bless you. God bless your family. God bless the United States of America. We're out of here. You take care of yourselves. Peace.